Hello and welcome, everyone. Welcome to my podcast. My name is Vida, a 16-year-old Dominican feminist from the Bronx. It's actually ridiculous how many people are stalked or targeted for racial or gender hatred. These things affect every single person. Plus, there are some gems in here just in case, so it wouldn't hurt to listen up. So, today I'm going to show you all how serious and, sadly, how frequent sexual harassment is. Everyone should know their rights and what things to look out for when you or someone else is in a sticky situation. It's actually crazy to think how many people don't know what sexual harassment is or what it could look like. So, on today's episode, we're going to hear from a victim and a perpetrator. We're going to hear what it was like for them and how horrible the situation was. We're also going to ask a couple people a few questions to see if they've been sexually harassed or maybe were the harassers and didn't even know it. Before we get into this, I want to encourage each and every person listening to this to find someone they confide in, someone you'd be able to open up to and to also be that for someone else so nothing like this will be brushed off ever again. There are some organizations like the Equal Rights Advocates who welcome in victims of sexual harassment to give them a safe space. There are movements like the famous hashtag MeToo movement, where many women and men come together on social media to stand up to the harassers in unison. So keep that info in the back of your head and let's get into this. So now we're going to be listening to this TED Talk titled Our Story of Rape and Reconciliation. The people who are speaking are Thordis Elva and Tom Stranger. So first and backstory, in 1996, Thordis Elva shared a teenage romance with Tom Stranger. He was an exchange student from Australia. And after a school dance, Tom raped Thordis, after which they parted ways for many years. And in this talk, they come together after years of shame and silence. And they really shed a light on the global issue of sexual violence in a new, honest way. I just wanted to let you guys know that this will include sensitive content that could be hard to listen to. By the way, this TED Talk is from 2016, and the actual rape occurred in 1996. It had been 20 years after the fact, so I really want to listen to how Thordis may still feel about it. Maybe we'll find out in her tone of voice, or as she's explaining it, or even how she speaks to Tom. I wonder if she was able to truly forgive him, and if she found a way past such a traumatic event. I also want to know if Tom ever realized what he did was wrong. So we're going to be pausing and really analyzing it all. All right, enough of me. Let's listen to their story. We've been in a budding relationship for a bit over a month when our school's Christmas ball was held. I was 16 and in love for the first time. Going together to the Christmas dance was a public confirmation of our relationship, and I felt like the luckiest girl in the world. No longer a child, but a young woman. High on my newfound maturity, I felt it was only natural to try drinking rum for the first time that night, too. That was a bad idea. 
I became very ill, drifting in and out of consciousness in between spasms of convulsive vomiting, and the security guards wanted to call me an ambulance. But Tom acted as my knight in shining armor and told them he'd take me home. So I can see now that um, they were in a relationship for a little over a month, and she uh, had a little bit too much to drink. So Tom, as her boyfriend, decided to take her home, which seems fine because she thought really highly of him, as you can tell. So let's see. Fairy tale, his strong arms around me, laying me in the safety of my bed. But the gratitude that I felt towards him soon turned to horror as he proceeded to take off my clothes and get on top of me. My head had cleared up, but my body was still too weak to fight back, and the pain was blinding. I thought I'd be severed in two. In order to stay sane, I silently counted the seconds on my alarm clock. And ever since that night, I have known that there are 7,200 seconds in two hours. That's actually really heartbreaking to hear that. She had to stay there, conscious, but couldn't really do anything because she had no strength in her. Despite limping for days and crying for weeks, this incident didn't fit my ideas about rape like I'd seen on TV. Tom was an unarmed lunatic. He was my boyfriend. And it didn't happen in a seedy alleyway. It happened in my own bed. By the time I could identify what had happened to me as rape, he had completed his exchange program and left for Australia. So I told myself it was pointless to address what had happened. And besides, it had to have been my fault. That's actually a common misconception. People usually think that rape is something that happens at random, tragically, when that's not the only way it could happen. It could be anyone around you, anybody close to you, anybody you have bonds and relationships with. And that's also why many of them go unreported. And it's sad that most women feel like things like this are their fault because of everyone around them. They really overthink themselves to think that it was their fault when it really wasn't. Let's see if she um, learned that, accepted that it wasn't her fault. I was raised in a world where girls are taught that they get raped for a reason. The only thing that could have stopped me from being raped that night is the man who raped me, had he stopped himself. It is important to now state that I didn't see my deed for what it was. The word rape didn't echo around my mind as it should have. So one of my initial questions are being answered right now. Tom never really actually understood what he did. And I wasn't crucifying myself with memories of the night before. It wasn't so much a conscious refusal it was more like an acknowledgement of reality was forbidden. My definition of my actions completely refuted any recognition of the immense trauma I'd caused like this. So he obviously didn't understand or didn't want to believe that what he did was wrong. He never went to go see Thordis, never went to check on her. So deep down, he obviously had a gut feeling that something was wrong, but he didn't come to terms with it. I found myself counting seconds again. But that day, I watched in wonder as the words streamed out of my pen, forming the most pivotal letter I've ever written, addressed to Tom. Along with an account of the violence that he subjected me to, the words, I want to find forgiveness, stared back at me, surprising nobody more than myself. 
But deep down, I realized that this was my way out of my suffering. Because regardless of whether or not he deserved my forgiveness, I deserved peace. After Tom went on about how deeply he tried to forget about the things he did and how he tried to dismiss the whole situation and Thordis's possible feelings by just saying it was sex. And now nine years later, Thordis decided to sit in a coffee shop and wrote him a letter. She wanted to forgive him after nine years of it happening. She sat down and was finally ready. The only outcome that I didn't prepare myself for was the one that I then got. A typed confession from Tom, full of disarming regret. As it turns out, he too had been imprisoned by Silas. And this marked the start of an eight-year-long correspondence that God knows was never easy, but always honest. So obviously good came out of the letter that Thornis sent Tom. Tom responded back, fully taking the blame for what he's done, explaining to her how these past few years have been for him and how and how the thoughts in the back of his head were actually true. So after eight years of writing, and nearly 16 years after that dire night, I mustered the courage to propose a wild idea, that we'd meet up in person and face our past once and for all. So Thordis and Tom have been emailing each other back and forth for eight years. And while it was very healing for her, it didn't give her the closure she needed. She decided it was better to meet him in person and to face each other. When you were younger, and back when I was a teenager, I would have needed to know that the shame wasn't mine, that there's hope after rape, that you can even find happiness like I share with my husband today which is why I started writing feverishly upon my return from Cape Town, resulting in a book co-authored by Tom that we hope can be of use to people from both ends of the perpetrator-survivor scale. If nothing else, it's a story that we would have needed to hear when we were younger. Now that's the end of this meaningful and impactful story. In the end, I'll speak more about their book and their website and resources. So stay tuned. Next up is interviews. Okay, so now it's time to get into these interviews. Up first, I have somebody who wishes to not be named. And that's completely fine. Um, how old are you? 17. And where are you from? Bronx, New York. Okay. So the first question I have for you is, have you ever faced sexual harassment? If yes, to what extent? No, I have not. Have you ever witnessed sexual harassment? Yes. To what extent? Um, to an extent that... um Made def- you uncomfortable? Made everybody around you uncomfortable? Yeah, it made me uncomfortable, and I know it made the um, female uncomfortable too. So what extent do you think women are soft targets? When when they're when they're alone, when they have um nobody like to protect them or uh yeah. Okay. How often have you experienced offensive sexual comments on your images, videos or social sites? Um not on not on my not on my images. Um, have you ever seen it happen on somebody else's? Yeah, I have. Okay. What social sites do you use? 
Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook. That's yes. it? Yeah, that's all. Okay, um, on which social media platform do you see the most um the most of that happening? How like the sexual uh, comments on their images? Facebook. Offensiveness. Facebook? Yeah. Okay, thank you. How often have you received or encountered obscene videos and images on social sites? Um, I've seen some on um, Facebook. Okay, have you ever received unwanted um, yes, pictures or videos? Yes, I have, on Snapchat. How often have you received or sent messages that refer to or ask about your body? Probably like once or twice. How did it make you feel? Um, um, it didn't make me feel uncomfortable, but it's like, I asked for your opinion. So why are you giving me your opinion about my body? How well do you know the process to reach out to concerned authorities to report such cases? On a scale from 1 to 10, how well do you know what to do? Um, 8. Okay, can I ask you what would you do if you witnessed anybody being sexually harassed or assaulted? Um, I'll call the cops and I'll um help with anything that would make the situation better. Okay. How often have you been explicitly rated based on your appearance or sexuality on social media? Um, a couple of times. Um, okay, how how often have you if you ever had rated someone based on their appearance or sexuality on social media? Once or twice. Okay. And um, in the moment, did you realize that it was wrong? If you ever did say anything harsh to a person? Um, yes. You felt um, bad about doing it? Yeah. So why did you do it? I mean, I, I realized after. Okay. Have you ever been whistled or called at by someone else in a sexual way, or have you ever done it? No. i never done it, and um, I've never been whistled at. Okay. Have you ever been stared at? Have you ever been stared at in a sexual way that made you uncomfortable? No. Have you ever stared at somebody else in a sexual way that made them uncomfortable? No. Has anyone ever made unwanted attempts to stroke, touch, or kiss you? No. Have you ever tried to make attempts to stroke, touch, or kiss somebody else? No. Have you ever threatened someone for not being sexually cooperative with you? No. Has somebody else ever threatened you for not being sexually cooperative with them? No. Okay, thank you for answering my questions. Okay, thank you for having me. I just wanted to let you guys know that this part interview does get a little low, so um, definitely put your volume up or listen very closely. Thanks. Okay, so now I'm here with my second person. She wishes not to be named either, which is completely fine. Uh, how old are you? 14. And where are you from? Bronx, New York. Okay, so my first question is, have you ever faced sexual harassment? If yes, to what extent? 
Yes, I'm rapping catcall too. To what extent do you think women are soft targets? Um, when they're not paying attention, you know, when they're not aware of their surroundings, and that could pretty much be anyone. Okay. How often have you received or encountered obscene videos and images on social sites? Pretty often. Okay, um, what social sites do you use? Instagram, Snapchat, um, Facebook. Um, on which social site do you see the most obscene videos and images? Facebook, Instagram. How often have you received or sent messages that refer to or ask about your body? Often. How often? Like a good seven, seven times. Okay. How well do you know the process to reach out to concerned authorities to report such cases? Like from a scale to one to 10, how often do you know, how much do you know to do? A 10, 10. Okay, um, what would you do if you witnessed somebody being sexually harassed or assaulted or you were the one being har- sexually harassed or assaulted? What would you do? What do you know you can do? Um, call someone or even talk back. Protect yourself? Yes. Okay, defend yourself. Um, how often have you been explicitly rated based on your appearance or sexuality on social media? Often. How often? Like, five times. Okay. Um, have you ever rated somebody based on their appearance or sexuality on social media? Yes. And um, while you were doing it, if you ever said anything harsh, um, were you aware that what you were saying might have been hurtful? Yes, I was. So, why'd you do it? I don't, I don't know. I was young and dumb. Young <laughs> and dumb. Okay. Um, have you ever been stared at in a sexual way that made you feel uncomfortable? Yes. Have you ever stared at someone in a sexual way that made them feel uncomfortable? No. Have you ever been whistled or called by someone else in a sexual way, or have you ever done it? Yes, I've been whistled or called. Have you ever whistled or called at somebody? No. How many times have you been whistled or called at? I'm like three times. And how did it make you feel when you? Uncomfortable. That was the end of our interviews. Now to close this out, I hope you guys fully understand the grasp of what sexual harassment is and how deep of an effect it can have on people. Again, there's the Me Too movement. You can go to Twitter, search up that hashtag, and read people's stories and how you can help them. If there's anyone you know who you think could really use it, they can contact the Equal Rights Advocates through their website, EqualRights.org, or donate and help them do more work. Or even look more into what they're about on Instagram at Equal Rights Adv. That's at E-Q-U-A-L-R-I-G-H-T-S-A-D-V. Thornis Elva and Tom Stranger have a website called TheForgivenessProject.com where they have other people's stories, resources, and numbers you can use on there. They even have their own podcast, so check that out. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you all learned something beneficial. Bye, everyone.